1: Well, welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman. We are in the KHEN caboose this morning, and we we have a very special guest in the caboose with us this morning. And you can always listen, by the way, to this show on iTunes, or you can go to khn.org and listen under podcasts, or just listen to the show uh, live. Um, Wednesday mornings and Sunday mornings. Anyway, we have a special guest, Jade. Jade is, uh, she's nine. She is the granddaughter of Paul and Pat uh, Smith, who live, and she has the same last name, Jade Smith. Oh, <laughs> so welcome, Jade. Get comfortable if you can. This, this caboose, as you know, has a wonderful place to view the train as it goes along. That's, you just climb up the ladder, staying brace. Always stay braced, because there's always the slack action, bum, 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 which could knock you off, and just get in the angel seat up there, up in the cupola, and you can watch as we go around curves. And hi, so how are you this morning anyway, Jay?
2: <laughs> um, I'm doing good. Uh, It's a really nice day today, and yeah, I'm having
1: a good morning. Oh, nice. That's really nice. And you live in Gunnison, is that it? Yes. Oh, boy! Nice place to live. Lots of train stuff there. The last time I talked with you, we were on a train. I don't know if you remember that. we had I think we were having breakfast across from each other.
2: I think I might remember that was it in, <laughs> was it on the a
1: couple years ago, Yeah, we were in um where were we? I remember that coming back. It'll come to us. Well, it will come to us. But in the meantime, let's get to the to questions. that We don't have too many young uh, rail riders. Uh, and of course, the big question obviously is, would you take a train again? And if you took a train again, would you go as far as, say, oh, I don't know, San Francisco? <laughs> would you go as far as, say, Chicago? <laughs> how How far would you go on a, a train if you... We're going to do it.
2: Well, if I could, I would probably go all the way across the world.
1: (laughs) Whoa. Well, um, you know, I have a son who lives in Thailand and a granddaughter there, too, who's a lot older than you. She's a senior in high school. But, uh, you know, he always says, if anybody shows up in Thailand, give me a call. So, Hang on his phone number. You might get to Thailand sometime one of these times. Yeah. Now, trying to think back to that, how was that breakfast? That's a long time That's two years ago.
2: I'm not sure if I remember it, but it was probably really good. <laughs> oh,
1: I love that attitude. That's, that's, that's the attitude you need riding trains because there's one thing about trains is they uh, – they they can be a little slow, and if they're a little slow, well, like that. Well, also, we wanted to ask you when, you, when you're on a train, have you often been on a train with your grandma and grandpa?
2: Well, probably the first and second train I was on. My first train was probably in Australia, and I was with my mom and dad, my cousin and my aunt and them, and then I also did another one, and that was just with my grandma and grandpa. And then um, I did a few more in Australia just with me
1: and my mom. So you are a veteran train rider,
2: <laughs> we must
1: say. We must say. I remember now where we were in that dining car. Now, I do remember that it was in uh, Canyon City, Colorado. Oh. That's where it was. Yep. Yep. Well, anyway, how about your friends? Now you're in about what? Uh, Fourth grade or so?
2: Yeah, in fourth grade.
1: Fourth grade. Do many fourth graders like trains or take trains? Or, or? I mean,
2: I know a few people who really like trains in fourth grade.
1: Uh-huh. And when you talk with them, what do they like?
2: Um. Well, they mostly like the fashion and the antique part about it.
1: Ah. Do, do, do they sleep? Overnight on these trains or the, and especially in Australia, I suppose they do.
2: I mean, sometimes, um, some of them are overnight, but most of them are in the daytime.
1: Daytime. Yeah. And do you find you can sleep okay on, on a train?
2: Uh, pretty much. I mean, it's not too bumpy and yeah, it's pretty easy to sleep.
1: It's not bumpy. That's for sure. Cause it's of course. On the rails, as we say, yeah. Well, now,
0: hey, um, Boris, do you mind if I break in here for a second? break
1: in there? This, this uh-huh. by the way, is our engineer. He's pulling this train. He's up in the engine.
0: That's yeah. Rick White. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> anyway, so it sounds to me like your your friends that are about your age they like the trains. They like the trains for the traditional feel of you know it is it's like it's almost like stepping back in time you know we are we are so much an air society and uh i know this makes Forrest good and it makes me feel good as well that there is this interest in the youth of our country in trains we think there is a future for trains still and um yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. It looks like clear sailing up here in the engine. How's it looking back there, Jade?
2: Uh, it's looking pretty smooth.
0: Pretty smooth? Do you like that caboose?
2: Yes.
1: Very good. <laughs> okay, Flora. Uh, no, that's fun, Jade. Thanks for, for sharing your insights there because we don't talk to many fourth graders in, in this caboose. Once in a while, but, <laughs> but pretty rare, pretty rare indeed. Well, now, when you go on train rides like this, do you also pack your lunch or do you mostly just eat in the dining car?
2: I mostly just eat on the
1: train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think you would. Gee. Especially now, if you. Oh, go ahead. Go especially ahead.
0: Especially if grandpa is paying for it, right? Yeah, that yeah. Helps. <laughs> that helps a lot. You're a very well, lucky young woman, Jade, and it is a pleasure to
1: meet you. It is a pleasure to have you here in the caboose. I should have said that earlier. Um now what things do you like to read when you're reading on a train? Do you read mystery novels? Do you read um we used to read, oh, what was her name? Oh, I can't think of her name now. She was a detective, remember? Uh anyway, what what do you like to read?
2: Um I don't always read on trains but when I do I usually read stuff by some New Zealand authors called um
0: what was it called again oh
1: well it'll come to you too yeah yeah it will
0: um let me uh, break in again and maybe this would be a good direction to go at this point in time um Jade spent last year in school in New Zealand and didn't write or didn't ride any trains, but she has ridden a bunch of trains in Australia, and I think our listeners would like to hear a little bit more about that side of it. I wasn't sure if you you probably knew that for us. I wasn't sure if you were in that conversation. Well,
1: I, I I knew that, and we were going to get to Australia after New Zealand. I thought there were trains in New Zealand, then Australia, but. Most of them are in Australia, you're saying.
2: Oh, I remember the book. It was called The Gumballs, and it was about these uh, aliens that this girl found called Ashley and found these aliens that, like, glow, and they look like gumballs.
1: Whoa. Sounds like a good book.
2: Yeah, I like reading that on trains.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, we have um, we have some several local uh, people who uh, – Right in your age group, who go to the library for a story hour. And uh, they have been reading some of these uh, mysteries, including Drew. Is that her name? Ruth Drew? Does that sound right? No, no, sorry. Okay. <laughs> it was Nancy, wasn't it? Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. <laughs> Drew. Nancy <Yeah>. Drew. <laughs> have you read, do you read Nancy Drew?
2: Uh, I think I've read a few books. Well, my mom gets books by them, and then sometimes she reads them to me, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's so nice to be read to. So now, Nancy Drew, let's see. Who else is good to read while you're on a train? Let's think. I can't think of any railroad mysteries right off uh, that feature kids on trains. Now there is the Boxcar Children. That's yeah. me. Yeah. Have you read the Boxcar Children?
2: Yes, I read that in 3rd grade with my flooding teacher, Miss Anderson. Yeah, we read the Boxcar Children.
1: No. Nice. Yeah. Did you want to live in a boxcar?
2: <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Uh <laughs> um, Probably not. I mean, I don't always love small places. I'm not (laughs) claustrophobic, but I don't love small places.
1: I see. Ah, boxcar is pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. And they had bunk beds in there, too. Have you ever slept in a bunk bed?
2: Uh, Yes, I used to have a bunk bed. And now Ah. it's at this house upstairs.
1: Ah, well... Bunk beds are pretty confining, let's just say. They're confining. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Let's see. Okay. Nancy Drew, Boxcar Children. What, are, what other ones do we have? I'll throw one in here
0: for us. Um, yes. The Western writer, Edward Abbey. He wrote oh. uh, He wrote uh, a number or a few stories and he was riding the rails in Australia. And it was, you know, all the way across. It, how long does that take to ride all the way across, Jade?
2: Uh, probably about four hours.
0: No, it's got to be more than that. Across Australia?
2: Oh, across Australia. Um, probably about... All day 24
1: hours, okay. I believe that. I think it might even be more than that because Australia, you know, by the time you go to bed, okay, say the next time you're going to go to say San Francisco, you'll, I think, you'll find that you slide into your Amtrak bunk there. Oh, I don't know, seven or eight at night, and you're having your breakfast. Yeah, you'll be having breakfast. In the morning. Yeah, so that's how many hours? Quite a few. Yeah, quite
2: a few. Probably about eight, I think.
1: Probably, yeah. I think that's right. Well, now, Jade, okay, back to railroad books. Oh, there are a couple railroad books from, I mean, we still read him, the guy who tames all the animals. It's been a while since I was in fourth grade trying to think back. Oh, yeah. An animal trainer guy. He, he has a special car. It has a fish tank in there. It has um, all that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. Anyway, he always takes his animals with him uh, when he goes. You, do you have any animals?
2: Uh, I have a dog.
1: That's a dog. <laughs> What's his name?
2: His name's Trent. Trent? Uh, yes.
0: Is he a good boy? Oh.
2: He's a pretty good dog. I mean, uh, when I first got him, I brought him here, and we'd always lay in the flower beds.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, and Pat didn't like that because those are probably her flowers.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, well now, would you take a dog like that? Oh, you you can't take a dog that big on the train. By the way, the the no no the dog has to be able to fit in your compartment with you, and and those compartments are pretty small. So the dog has to, even though you're probably, I don't know, Jade, how much do you weigh? How much do kids weigh? I weigh about forty five,
2: forty six pounds.
1: Mm-hmm. So wow! So say the dog wore, let's see, blah blah blah. blah. It did wear a collar. It did wear a vest. Dog maybe almost that much, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I I think I weigh probably about same amount as my dog.
1: Ah, yeah. So you'd have to both get in the compartment, you and the dog. <clears throat> and uh, so Amtrak has some pretty strict weight limits you know i mean you have to bring a little certificate i don't know about certificate but something showing how much the dog weighs so i don't know now the last time i took the train to new mexico we did have a fairly large dog and it, it it uh it could come in the bar car where we would have a beer and stuff but it couldn't come in the restaurant part there was a health rule or something. So the dog had to stay with somebody in a compartment. Although that this dog had a way of sneaking in, but you're, you're not supposed to have the dog where you're having your food. Do you remember where, were there a lot of dogs on that train or? Uh,
2: Australia. I'm trying to oh, think. In Australia, they mostly had cats, actually. Really? Um yeah they're they're put in kennels, but um yeah they mostly had cats and they just have them like in the cages below you
1: oh oh okay, mm-hmm. so these dogs stayed in a in their and the dogs love their dogs love their dog box yeah that they, that they sleep in
0: well in fact, have, this pretty, is this is kind of news to me Forrest. they don't like I would have thought you would, if it was a larger dog. I have a larger dog. I would have to have them in a cage, and it would go in that baggage compartment. But they really don't have that now. Is that correct?
2: Well, they probably do for bigger dogs, but the ones that I that I saw in the train were probably like little Chihuahuas, about like big.
1: Uh huh. But have you ever slept? <laughs> with a dog? I mean
2: yes. um when I'm in my bed at night, my dog always comes out at about 1 2 or 3 in the morning and will jump up in my bed and sleep. With
1: me. Oh no. <laughs> Does he wake you up?
2: Uh, yeah. Um it's hard not to wake me up. But um okay. yeah. That's probably I mean He stays down on his bed. He just, he also loves his kennel. He likes to chew on the wires. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He chews on what?
2: He chews, so like there's the kennel and then there's the plastic part and then there's the wires in the front. Like the...
1: Oh, I see. Chews on on that. Well, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know. But personally, I kind of think that taking your dog with you on the train eh, it's it's okay but it, it's kind of, you i think it's a not as enjoyable a trip because you're spending all your time kind of wondering about how's the dog doing is it you know well, i know when they get in their dog kennel though they they like it in there they would rather be in there really usually than out with you
2: yeah, yeah. so
1: now how about the sway i've heard several people say well, the sway in the train—it's a little much of a sway for me, kind of thing. I don't know Does that bother you, Jade, or
2: not really? I sometimes I notice it if it's like, but not yeah.
1: usually. Oh, good. Well, yeah, because cause there certainly are people who, boy, that sway kind of—it kind of gets to them after a while, and they they get a little. Oozy is what they get. They're a little oozy woozy <laughs> because, because of that sway. Yeah, and, well, I do remember
2: one in Australia that was really hard on everyone the train. Like, ever there were some little kids, like little toddlers, started screaming. Um, but I didn't really seem to notice it.
1: Hmm. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: it sounds to me like it's kind of like a uh, some people would get seasickness you know it's a motion kind of uh it doesn't affect everybody but when it does somebody you know that's
1: yeah but jade uh not you in other words you don't have any problems with sway
2: no i don't seem to
1: well and if you have a good engineer like as good as the one we've got on this train why they're pretty careful they they watch those little yellow uh, arrow shaped speed signs along next to the track, and when they're coming up on a a curve or the kind of an area where one rail is not quite even with the other, you'll see that little sign. They a good engineer then really slows down a lot so that you're not bumped from side to side like that. Oh yeah, and then, that's
2: really.
0: Notice the sways on this train today. <laughs> I've, yeah. never, I've never noticed the little yellow signs. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: Hold, no, on. Yes.
0: Hold on, Forrest and Jade. we got yeah. a curve coming up.
1: A curve. Here comes a curve. And they're at their, their about track level. They're to the right. They're yellow. They'll say like 45. Or they'll say like 60, or they'll say, like whatever. You're you're supposed to slow down to that speed as you go through that section of track. And these engineers really are watching. And that's why it's so good to have two crew members up in that engine, because the one is looking ahead and watching the speed. The other then can watch track conditions and call out. And they will call out, they'll say hey, Bob, remember, we're coming into a 35 zone here. They'll say, good ahead. Uh, well, cut back to 35. They'll have conversations like that. No. Usually not quite that polite. Usually they'll say something funny, like, hey, four eyes, or hey, long nose, or whatever they're called. Did you, I bet you kids call each other things like that sometimes.
2: Uh I don't remember that.
1: but uh, You don't remember that. Good for you. (laughs) Um,
0: It's nice to know that our society is growing up and maturing. Maybe the kids aren't using those funny, funny uh, names with each other.
1: Do you have any nicknames, Jade?
2: Uh, Yes. My parents usually call me Moose. Moose? Yeah, they think uh, my nickname is Moose.
1: Oh, Oh, that's funny. I like that. I really like that. That's, yeah. Well, now, how many friends, like, okay, our engineer and I, Rick White, we're friends. So we talk from time to time, probably not every day, but most days we'll talk about just how things are going and stuff. Now, do you talk to your friends pretty much every day about how their day is going? Or do you wait for school or something?
2: Well, I have a few neighbors that I talk to, but I don't No, I usually wait for school to talk to my friends. I mean, in the summer, I have summer programs and I see some of my friends, but I don't usually just talk to them at home.
1: Ah, okay. But you could Zoom to your friends, but probably not that.
2: Yeah, I mean... I don't always use zoom I've used it a few times, but um, yeah, when school was out, but uh I don't always i mean I've zoomed my friends a few times when school was out, but yeah I didn't I zoomed a few friends in New Zealand too, but um, that was probably the only time
1: uh-huh, very good when, For us, when, we, we've yeah got, we've got before. About, we, two
0: minutes left, and I'm going to put out, speaking of this Zoom, um, these interviews are often done this way with Forrest and myself. And I want to put out to you listeners that we are very interested in hearing your rail stories. And the best way to get in touch is, with us is at khen.org. dot O-R-G. Send us an email and we'll work on getting you onto this show. And we have enjoyed these, uh, zoom interviews it has made them a lot uh easier in a lot of ways because we do them from home and uh this was all brought together by the pandemic you guys remember yes. the pandemic
1: yeah. we remember it <laughs> yeah
0: we <laughs> do remember yeah. it
1: and and by the way we're, during the next segment we're going to hear also some more from your grandparents but we hope you'll still be here but what's your next train trip you're going to take, Jade? Have you got one in, that you're thinking of that you'd like to take? I
2: mean, we're thinking about this winter or next winter. Uh, we might go to, no, probably not this winter. Maybe next winter we might go to Australia. So that'll probably be my next train Oh, yeah. Unless anything new <laughs> comes up. But uh, from now, that's probably the next train trip.
1: Uh-huh. Well, you could take the train to, say, I don't know, San Francisco and take a flight from there to Australia. That'd be fun, too. Do both, both the train and the plane. Well, okay, so that's for your next one. Well, Jade, are, how often do you like, I bet you like to come here and visit uh, your grandpa and grandma.
2: Yes. Um, oh. I just remember, I think. Maybe
1: one of our train, train trips would be Antonita to Chama. Yeah. Oh, that's a great trip. Yeah. Yes. My son, who lives in Thailand, he, he, yeah, he came here last year just to take that trip from Antonito to, uh, to Chama. Oh, you better do it. Well, do it right now. Oh, yeah. Huh. What well, fun. Forrest, it's about time
0: for us to get out of here. But about time to get out. Before we do, let me, I just want to say, Jade, it has been an extreme pleasure having you on this show.
1: Jade. One of the one of the nicest interviews I think we've ever had, Jade, because you're you're a great, a great interviewee.
2: Thank you.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> And so well, okay. why don't you show her how we uh, how we close down this radio? Well, we we'll close down by, next by yelling highball. Now, highball just means that we've switched all our cars. We've done our work. It's time to go to beams. It's time to just close this thing down. And before we yell highball, we light up a fusee. You don't know what those are. They're flares. You throw them out the back of the caboose so nobody runs into you. <laughs> and then you yell highball. And then off you go. So you ready to to yell?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, breathe in, breathe out. All right, one, two, three, High high ball, high ball, high ball. K-Hen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. k and Little Red Hen – Just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida.